You can be seated. Verse number 17 says, And the, and the 17 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devil are subjects unto us through thy name. But verse number 18 so the, these 17 are come back and they're rejoicing that they have the power to, to cast out demons, cast out devils. But God says, big deal, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. He says, big deal of what you can do, I can do it better, preacher. But he said, verse number 19, he says, verse number 20, he says, you're going to brag in what you can do, but I'll give you something to brag about. Don't brag in what you can do, but I'll give you something to brag about. Verse number 20 says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice. Preacher, I can tell you, I, can, I want to thank the Lord for saving me. But the day that he saved me, it makes for good singing that my name was written down when I got saved. But my friend, I want to tell you, my name was written down far, far more than when I got saved. It was written before Adam was even made. He took the precious blood and he wrote Noah, Lee Gudger, before the world was ever made. My friend, I cannot remember the day that I got saved, but I remember the change, preacher. As a seven-year-old boy, I went to an old-fashioned altar. I was always taught day in, day out that I could not save myself. I wanted to get saved so bad, preacher, but I could not go to the altar and get saved anytime I wanted to. I says, this conviction is more difficult than anything I've ever faced. Little did I know that it was the most simplest thing that I'd ever come in contact with. But my friend... If you are here today and you do not know if your name is written down in heaven in the Lamb's Book of Life, I highly recommend that you get to knowing if your name is written in heaven. My friend, I can brag, preacher, my name is in two books in heaven, the Book of Life and the Lamb's Book of Life. My friend, I got saved in an old-fashioned altar, and I know you can get saved at home. I know you can get saved anywhere. But God had a purpose. He had a plan to where I would get born again, where I would get uh, preacher, I got saved on this side, and I got called to preach on that side. It's, and now that our church is a whole lot more smaller than this, but God passed by. I am so glad that that fateful day when God passed by, preacher, but He just did not pass by. He come by, and He just He didn't pass by, but He sat down right beside me. He says, "You know what, Noah? I know you've got the devil on one side, but I just want to tell you that I love you." And come when you want to. My friend, I got born again that fateful day. I kept going in. It reminds me, preacher, of the story of the woman at the well. She went day in, day out, day in, day out to that well to get what she thought she needed. My friend, I kept going to the well thinking I got what I needed. Little did I know that I would have a Savior waiting by the well that one fateful day. But it says in verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power. So whatever is done, God gives you the power to do. But he says, but like I said, verse number 17, they're bragging on themselves. They're bragging on what they can do. But my friend, God, God says, I'll give you something to brag about. Go to the city and tell them that your name is written in heaven. My friend, I am so glad of the day that my name got written in heaven. There's one thing you're going to know about me. Why I'm here for Bible college, that I love preaching on salvation. I love preaching on salvation. And I know the, the Bible says to preach, this, to preach sin and preach it, preach it all. And I understand that. But my favorite subject to preach is salvation. Because I love the faithful day that I got born again. My brother, I'm telling you, that faithful day, I'm telling you, 
it was, te- it was Macedonia Baptist Church to where I got born again. My friend, that was when I really, I had a head knowledge of the Lord all my life, preacher. I had a head knowledge, but I did not have a heart knowledge. But now I got both of them. I got a heart knowledge and a head knowledge. But my friend, if you are here today and you are not born again and you do not know that you are saved, I really highly recommend that you get to knowing if your name is written or not. Because, preacher, I am well, I'm, I'm convinced that you are the most miserable person on earth if you're saved or you're battling your salvation. I'm, you are the most miserable person because I'm telling you I went through that. I went through battling my salvation because I could not remember the day, preacher. But it come to, it come to my remembrance. God says, you may not remember the day, Noah, but do you remember the change? I said, I remember the change. He says, what do you have to change? As a seven-year-old boy, I was still on my way to hell. It does not matter to what age I was. I was still on my way to the devil's hell. But God says, wait a minute. You don't have to go. That's the good news I bring to you, each and every one of you. You don't have to go. My friend, I deserve to go. I deserve to get up to heaven, preacher. And God says, you know what, Noah? You're not worthy to come in. I'm going to cast you into hell. I couldn't fight him, preacher. I had to say, you know what, Lord? I am unworthy. That's That's what I do deserve is a a lake of fire, an eternity of separation. But my friend, when I get up there, like I said in the prayer room, when I get up there, God will not, he'll, he'll open the book, the Lamb's Book of Life, and he won't have to fumble through it. Oh, I don't see his name. My name will not get lost, misplaced, or overlooked. Even though it deserves to be all three of those, it will not be none of those. I'll enter into heaven, and he'll say, Welcome home, Noah. I've been waiting for you. My friend, I do not deserve to be in such a great city. I do not deserve to be sitting at the table Jesus served me. I do not deserve it. We're talking about what we deserve, my friend. Please, we all deserve hell. When Adam sinned in the garden and plunged mankind into sin, God had every right to just sit back and say, you know what? He messed up. I'm not redeeming him. I'm not going to the cross. He'd have, if he would have did that, he'd have still been God, brother. He'd have still been the same holy God. But he says, I want to give him another chance. I want to give him hope. I want to give him an eternity with me. My friend, I do not deserve it. Neither do you. But God, who is rich in mercy. My friend, if it was not for mercy, if it was not for grace, I cannot promise you that I'd be here on a Sunday night preaching to you. I cannot promise I'd be here. But my friend, if he is such a faithful, a faithful friend. You said, why would you go six and a half hours away from home to go to Bible college. I got that all the time in North Carolina. Why are you going six and a half hours? Why are you going to Bible college? My friend, because not only to learn more about the Bible, but God wanted me to teach me something. That even though I'm by myself in the dorm, preacher, that he still is the dearest friend. He wanted to teach me something. And that's all I have time to do is think. I think about my salvation. I think about the story. I think about how I got saved. And my friend, tears started flowing. Brother... When you taught Sunday school, you taught in over in Exodus. And I said, that was so good. Preacher, that I got to do my devotions on it. I've been reading the book of Exodus where it had the doorpost about the Passover. And God says, if I see the blood, I thought, hallelujah, he sees the blood. He'll pass over me. He'll pass. He put the blood on the doorpost of my heart, preacher. And he passes over me. 
my friend, if you are here lost, please do not leave the same way you come in. There is a much better way, and his name is Jesus. My friend, what drugs cannot do to you, what alcohol cannot do to you, Jesus can do. Jesus can do. I preached in chapel last week about the woman with the issue of blood. God is so holy that even the back of his garment, she didn't have to touch his hands. She didn't have to touch his feet. All she had to do was touch the back of his garment. My friend, he is so holy that he can heal any disease that you have, whether it be sin, whether it be any disease that you have. God can heal you of that disease. Thank you, preacher. Amen.